Chapter 30 of Exodus contains within it an interesting command. Chapter 30, verse number 11. God spoke to Moshe. When you take a census of the Israelite people, according to their enrollment, each should pay the Lord a ransom on being enrolled that no plague may come upon them through their being enrolled. When you count the people, the Torah says, you count them by means of the Mishkan. And what that, the Torah then explains in the verse number 13, Everyone entered into the records should pay a half shekel by sanctuary weight, 20 gera, a half shekel as an offering to God. And by anyone who's entered into the records, in verse number 14 we are told that that means the uh, people from 25, from 20 years and upward, uh, 20 years up, shall, in fact, be enrolled. Shall give this half shekel. You count up the half shekels, and you will arrive at a certain number. And that number, presumably, represents the entire community. So not everybody's giving the half shekel. Over uh, hapkudim, but it's uh, representational, presumably, of the uh, entire Jewish people. And you have to do it this way. It sounds like you're not supposed to just count the number, take a census. This is the way you take the census. Now, whether that is the plain meaning of the text or not, that is to say, does the Torah seem to forbid taking a census in a different way? It may not be completely clear from these verses in chapter 30. The Torah does say, there shall not be a plague through their being encountered, through their being enrolled. So it does sound like that if you do it a different way, it's very problematic and perhaps dangerous. But we do have a story in the Bible that seems to make it quite clear that taking the census in a different way is highly problematic. And that's the story that appears in the very last chapter of the book of Shmuel, that is 2 Samuel, chapter 24. That story, which is fascinating, chapter 24, chapter 24 is part of a four chapters that appear at the end of the book of Shemuel, a kind of coda to the book, chapters 21, 22, 23, 24, that have a kind of internal structure to them. And chapter 24, which in our tradition seems to be the last chapter of the book of Shemuel, the moderns question this, but in our tradition is chapter 24. And chapter 24 begins this way. It's chapter 24 of 2 Samuel, verse 1. By Yosef, Af Hashem, Racharot, Israel, God's anger flared up again against Israel. David, Reich, Yisrael, Yehuda. 
God incited David against them, saying, Go and number Israel and Judah. In other words, the numbering itself is problematic, but God is inciting David against Israel. So God's anger seems to be directed not so much against King David, but God's anger is directed against Israel for whatever reason. And God incites David to do something very wrong, which is to take the census of Israel and Judah. In the story, as it unfolds in the book of Shmuel, in verse number 3 of chapter 24, David's general at the time, Yoav, tries to dissuade the king from taking the census. Yoav said to the king in verse number 3 of Shmuel, the people should be increased a hundredfold, and oh my lord, king, you should see it. But my lord, the king, why would you want to do such a thing? So Yoav is aware, for whatever reason, that the taking of the census in this fashion, no half shekels, is problematic. But David insists. Yoav, David insists. Yoav goes out through the country, takes the census, bring back the, brings back the numbers to David. In the book of Chronicles, by the way, in the parallel account, two of the tribes don't participate. They don't like it. And maybe Yoav doesn't like it. But in the, counting, in the account that we have in Shmuel, the tribes are counted. Yoav goes back to the king, and in verse number 10 of chapter 24, David was very contrite. He reproached himself after the people were counted. David said to God, I have sinned grievously in what I did. Please God, remit the guilt of your servant. I have been very foolish. So David describes his behavior as chait and as sichut, as foolishness and as sin, but not just foolishness and sin, very great. Ma'od, niskalti ma'od, chatati ma'od, and implores that God forgive. So what is the grievous sin? And in point of fact in the story, what happens shortly afterwards is a negef, a magefa, exactly what the Torah said. If you don't count them properly, there will be a negef. If you count them properly, v'lo negef otam, in chapter 30 of Exodus, they weren't counted properly, and in fact, there is a magefa, there is a negef. We can't get into the entire story of Second Samuel, chapter 24, which is one of the more fascinating chapters of the entire Bible. But just to pick on one small point, which is not small, what in fact is wrong, at least through the prism of Second Samuel, what is wrong with counting the people in a different way? What is the idea of counting with the half shekel? And it strikes me that through the prism of Second Samuel, chapter 24, what the Torah seems to be suggesting is this. The counting of the people describes what does it mean to be a people? What does it mean to be part of this people? In the book of Exodus that we've been studying, the people, what makes the people a people is they are a people who serve God. 
It's when Moses said from day one to Pharaoh, we want to go into the desert and serve God. God instructed Moses, Shalach Ami Vi And as the book of Exodus proceeds, we are able to serve the God, not just far away in the desert, but the God who is very present in our midst, the Mikdash. V'yasuli Mikdash, make for me a holy place, but V'shachanti B'tocham, I will dwell amongst them. So the idea of formation of the nation, which is the subject of the book of Exodus, what makes us a people? What makes us a people is we are people that serve this God. God is at the center, literally at the center of the camp and the center of our lives. To be a people means to be part of a group that connects to and serves this God. When the king in the book of Shmuel decides on his own to take a census without recourse to the half shekel, without recourse to the temple, and by implication, without recourse to God, what is the king saying? The king is saying, these are my people. But that is actually the core problem of kingship in the book of Samuel. The core problem. There are other problems as well. But the core problem is, from the prophet Samuel's standpoint, the very request for kingship is a heresy. Because we have a king. God is our king. Now, whether the book of Samuel agrees with the prophet Samuel is a good question. But the book of Samuel is certainly aware of the problem, what it could lead to. When you choose someone to be your eternal leader, because after all, the kingship passes down from one generation to the next, and the king of everybody, that threatens to uh, reduce God's role. Because after all, isn't God the eternal king who's king of everyone? So through the prism of the book of Shmuel, the mistake that David made in terms of the census, we come to an understanding of the census in chapter 30 of Exodus. You're building the Mishkan. God is giving us instructions to build this Mishkan at the center, the holy place. It's not just the place where you serve God. It's a place which always raises the consciousness of the people as to who they really are. Not only individually who they are, what makes us a people. The Mishkan is the public space. The temple becomes the public space. And the public space, the Mishkan reaffirms our understanding that what makes us a people is a shared set of values and a shared set of obligations.